Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Yeah, we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, don't adjust those those monitors, folks. We are in-game, and things are slightly looking a little bit different. We'll get into that in a little while, of course. Um, this is the Elder Scrolls End Gameplay News Podcast, and we are a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Freitas. I'm in love. Hey, she remember that dude. Yeah. <laughs> 24th <laughs> of Sun's Dawn. I'm your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler and the man who would like to three-man your mother, Evar oh, Wynn. <laughs> oh, well, man. There's this a... show escalated quickly. <laughs> How you doing, folks? There's a, there's a stream story behind that, of course. I'm sure Liz will be happy to tell the tale later. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, uh, she rubbed a woman today, the one, the only Liz, Mistress LeBeau. I have no regrets. What? You don't know. Mm. You're right. I refuse to have you tell me the story. <laughs> oh, <no>, me. <laughs> Mike would like to know. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Liz? Look at my character. Uh, we are. I know. That's right. We are. We Damn are. right. We are looking at her. I like the flower in her hair. It's That's not going to change. Quite lovely. Uh, all right, don't piss this man off because he'll find you. N- no, really, he will. Don't don't make Rob angry. Rob, rage philosophy. Yeah, he will. That's right. Don't piss me off because I will find you and then I'll piss on you. Wow, goodness. Um, how are we doing no, today, no, Rob? No, you no, feeling no. all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. Well, well, all things considered, but we'll we'll uh we'll get to that later. Absolutely. This man went to the hospital today and decided I'm going to do the show anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a hole in my arm. It's awesome. Dear, dear Liza, Liza. Dear Liza. Liza. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> yeah, it is. Apparently it, so. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, Liz, you tell me, how is it that you and I came up with that at the exact same time? How did that even happen? We know each other way too well. I think so. I th- <laughs> wavelengths. It's all about wavelengths. That might be it. Maybe we caught... we're internet siblings. Did we catch the same episode of Sesame Street in 1984 one too many <laughs> times, too? <laughs> probably. That, probably, right? <laughs> You're the one that had the Mork from Ork birthday party. I did. Oh, my God. I told you that? What was I thinking? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Damn it, Arwen. That's the thing you take to your grave. <laughs> my my mom 
she organized that. I was three. I, I make no. That <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> was not me. <laughs> Uh, when the stars over Tamriel twinkle, this man gets Jezelda to take note. The one, the only, the prognosticator of prognosticators, Mike, the Tamrielic historian. I thank you. And Jezelda is here in game. Although I might have to relog because he's having problems. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Poor, poor Jezeldar. I tell you what, though, his, his mane is looking quite, uh, regal today. Liz standing too close to him there, I think, uh, gave him a static shock, and so, yeah. <laughs> How you doing today, Mike? Uh, doing good. I was in the hospital today, but not for the same reasons that oh. Rob was. You know, I was there working, so. Wow. Oh, okay. I was gonna and say we what... actually had a big conversation about Rob at uh, the coffee table. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I work with all these cardiologists, and it's like, oh, the text came through that, you know, he had, got, he had to go to the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, friend of mine, he, you know, he has blood cut clotting problems and he's in the hospital and they're like so then that was it it was it was the game of 20 questions and it was like does he have this does he do that i'm like i don't know i don't know i don't know they're like well call him up and find out for us it's like well he's not a guinea pig do not don't poke the rage he'll bite your finger off yeah <laughs> and spit it out at you exactly <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and, and when this man joins the stream, you know the gang's all here. He, is a, he staunchly defends Arena for... No, he doesn't. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Mark, Mark the scenarist. What, 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 what is this Arena of which we speak? I know not of any game like that in the series. I know. Oh, I know. Good, good to be here. Good to be here. How's everyone doing? Great. How about you, Mark? How are you doing today? Uh, can't complain. Busy, busy day, but uh, you know, can't complain about that either. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, so we want to thank all of our awesome Patreon supporters uh, for sponsoring our show today, and uh, of course, uh, any of the iTunes five star reviewers from the United States and beyond. Um, unfortunately, something was going on with my iTunes, and I was unable to get your names, but. Hopefully, the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record will get some of those iTunes five-star reviewer names onto, onto the show. Uh, before we dive into the actual proper show and explain, we're going to be recording a little bit differently. And we'll, we'll get into that uh, right off the bat here for a few seconds because uh, we've got a huge, hefty uh, week or so that we've got to cover. Um, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about some uh, quick things we want to mention? Uh-oh. I think Mike might be muted. Get back in game. There we go. There we UGM go. Right. Con is coming to the Baseball Center in Manhattan Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. So mark your calendars. Hopefully we're going to see a lot of people there. Um, we're going to have all kinds of events going on. I know Mark is going to run a D&D uh, standalone for us. Mm. Yeah. There's talk of a Magic the Gathering uh, table. Oh, yeah. Maybe some uh, land parties, whatever those are for the youngsters. I don't know. <laughs> what? No karaoke? Oh, oh there we go. Liz is going to lead karaoke now. Well, uh, <laughs> and now karaoke <laughs> with Liz. <laughs> we did. We did promise ten percent more Liz for this episode. Why? I, that's. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I, yeah, I don't. I don't understand either. I just go yeah. with it. <laughs> so. Also, uh, we have our podcast email group, so 
We will email you updates when we're going to record the show live, and we will email you the show after we're done recording. Simply send us an email to at or at Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com and ask to be added to the group. And then let's not forget that other than today, uh, Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we have Dancing with Daggers. It's our Daggerfall Covenant-centered stream for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, follow the Daggers on Twitter at E-S-O-T-R Daggers. That's right. All right, folks. So um, believe it or not, we're actually jumping right into uh, into a lot of the information that we want to present to you today. And uh, the first thing is if you're if you're watching um, if you're watching us on uh, Twitch or YouTube, you'll notice that uh, our layout is very, very, very different. Um, we're going for a more minimalistic look uh, visually. And um, so so we're going to be streaming the game from from now on. Now, this is this is a trial that we're doing. We're going to be trying this stuff out. So so you're. Your feedback on Twitter and um, through email is uh, going to help us out a lot. So we're going to be streaming the game, um, and not just ESO. You know, sometimes I'm going to be playing Skyrim or you know some other Elder Scrolls game as we record, and uh, presenting our information uh, without bumpers this time. Uh, we're going for a more free flow sort of conversation. We want to get back to like a roundtable discussion for uh, for Elder Scrolls off the record. I think it's time for a switch, and if you heard my uh, microblog uh, episode, uh, which is going to be the first of many to come, um, you know I went into a lot of those reasons. So, um, so we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, but if there's something that that you uh, don't like about the new format of the show, uh, please let us know. Uh, email us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com or on Twitter. You can tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. Now, uh, with that, and since we are bumperless, I now have to sort of uh, <laughs> switch my old habits and uh, and find new ones. Um, so what I'm going to do is, I know it was a big week, and Mike, um, yes, you've you've got you've got some of the biggest news that happened this week uh, between the the Vardenfell information and as well as uh, PvP week, which is coming up. Uh, if you guys watched ESO Live this week, uh, earlier today rather, they they had talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, but Mike, you really jumped into a lot of a lot of this, so um, I want to just sort of leave it up to you. Um, what what do you have as far as some of this stuff goes? So we'll start with one, and then we'll move to somebody else, and then we can come back to it. Yeah. the second one a little later. So that's that right. way, Let's you know. Inside. Okay, Liz <laughs> wants to go inside. Right, let um, inside. In we go. So our friends over at UESP uh, did some analysis of new the new gameplay trailer that launched. So if you have not seen this, uh, I highly recommend going over to their blog uh, over at blog.uesp.net. And uh, you can take a look at this. And uh, on top of that, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, the main homepage, ran an article called ESO's uh, Morrowind-Vardenfell Flora and Fauna. And uh, they gave you an idea of some of the stuff we're going to see. And so, a couple of things, just some bullet points. Uh, well, actually, about um, Mike, before you jump into that, uh, I actually have the uh, the video linked up here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you, I, you know what? I'm thinking maybe I'll just play the video for everyone, and okay. uh, go with that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do that. So uh, sit back, everyone. Let's check out the brand new. Um, was it uh, the the brand new uh, gameplay trailer for for Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind? 
The Ashton to say there is something in the wind. A storm building in the sky. Chaos rising from below. They whisper of the end of Morrowind. The end of us all. Now is the time for arms. Now is the time to fight. Now is the time to return to Morrowind. baby that's what I'm talking about it's pretty damn awesome yeah I would say so that's that's pretty legit uh <laughs> so yeah I mean especially at the very end there you know with the floating Vivek it's like holy crap oh yeah <laughs> pretty amazing um so so what do you got on this Mike what uh what did you want to you know kind of toss out there this week so one of the things, and this is something they, they did a walkthrough today uh, on ESO Live. We got to see a lot of places. Vardenfeld is less desolate than it is in Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, owing, they say, to the Tribunal's increased power at this point in time. Uh, I guess the Red Mountain has not erupted nearly as much, and so uh, the rich volcanic soil has allowed for some super lush uh, grasses and trees. Uh, Belmora was like so covered in green uh, greenery that it's like almost unrecognizable. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, the ghost fence has not been erected at this point in time. And so it's one of the reasons that they're explaining why it's more lush and vibrant. Mm, okay. Interestingly, I guess, uh, you know, evolution uh, is proven in uh, Elder Scrolls 2. The cliff racers have not yet learned to fly, so they're called cliff striders instead, and they're going to be more grounded. <laughs> oh, Seven hundred oh, years I, I, evolution for cliff racers to fly. I, I, I have commentary on this. This this will come in. <laughs> oh, come what do you what, you what do you got there? Uh, what do you got there, Mark? What do you got, Mark? What do you got? <laughs> oh, if we're gonna if we're gonna discuss it now, let's jump um, in it right now, right now. <laughs> okay. Well, well, basically, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm realizing that we, we are literally seeing the evolution of the cliff racer from. Uh, their early days now to their eventual extinction, and you know I'm, uh, he, and the the problem is that it really does seem that mankind is responsible for them learning to fly and being the little monsters they are in uh, in Morrowind. I mean, when you look at the trailer, you can see the guy calls down a cliff racer to attack it, the enemy. The warden calls down a cliff racer to attack the troll. Well, we see that cliff racers can't really... It's cliff striders right now, so someone taught it to fly. You fools. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> we are history's great... The other option is that 
the 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 other option is the Ministry of Truth <laughs> is actually uh, a second asteroid, and it's just when the first one hit, they all jumped at the same time, and that's how they figured it out. <laughs> I'm just picturing like you know that song from Dumbo when I see an elephant fly. Now that's when I see a cliff racer. Okay, nice. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, yeah, no, just just I, idle thoughts, terrible, terrible idle thoughts. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, Mike, what else you got? So uh, many locations are off the beaten path, so players won't be pointed towards them, so exploration will be rewarded. We saw a little bit of this with um, Craglorn, so be prepared that when you finish a quest that you might have to go looking for the next leg of, the que- of a, a new quest. So uh, don't just expect to see another diamond over a person's head. Um, hmm. Silt Striders will be present in Morrowind, and they took some screen caps today on ESO Live to see the Silt Striders. Uh, they're going to allow you to fast travel to locations on Morrowind, so they're going to act differently than the um, um, the Way Shrines do. So that's kind of cool. Ah, all right. So, so I mean, is it going to be like a way shrine? Are the way shrines going to be in in Vardenfell or or no? I guess there's going to be some way shrines, but the silt shriders are going to be able to get you to other places that aren't way shrine accessible. Mm. So that could be interesting, or it could be annoying. Um. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see, of course. But uh, why not I, both? I like the fact that they're making um these uh, silt striders you know, useful in, in game. Yeah. That they're keeping them there. Yeah. That I like, I think that's, that's really cool. Okay. Anything else? Uh, so then, um, Matt Fyro, uh, said he's 99% or 90% sure that Morrowind's many pockets of water are shallow enough to run through on a mount. Thank God. Cause I am so tired of like hitting what looks like a very Aww. shallow stream and falling off my horse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thank. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh. That's that's big. <laughs> now now yeah. let's do that in Cyrodiil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sands the slaughterfish, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, today, if you did watch ESO live, uh, Aldrune is an Ashlander camp with some small houses and a lot of tents. The main giant mud crab, though, is there. Uh, I posted a picture of it on my Twitter earlier, right off of their thing. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome, and it's gigantic. Okay. Um, most of- or possibly all of Vardenfell did not join the Ebonheart Pack, so thus slavery, especially of Argonians, is still in effect. So all of you Argonian lovers, um, this may not be uh, a place that uh, you're going to be comfortable in. Speaking of uh, speaking of gigantic, I I heard a comparison between mushroom size and power on ESO Live today. <laughs> yes, they did make a, a phallic joke. <laughs> wow! I think I think the phallic joke made them. <laughs> they got they got run over by a train on that one. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious, Liz. It was hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. It was it really was now. They were making some sort of thing about about you know they were asking like what determines the size of of the you know the mushrooms versus the another. Oh God! And now maybe Mark can back me up on this because they were saying that there's actually a reason why some are larger. Now I thought it's because you know 
maybe that mushroom happens to be older than than the other ones that are shorter and, and has grown taller as result. No, apparently it's about like power and and strength. <laughs> the, the, this one, this is a new one to me. I, I've never heard this one. day. <laughs> so, somehow, I I think that the a seed of the gauntlet of the horny fist may have been planted in the Ashlands there. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Please let there be one. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, we couldn't hear you there, Liz. What'd you say? I just wanted to know if they mentioned any mushroom tattoos, but I'm not. There was a tattoo. You guys can look that up on there was <laughs> Urban, <a> whatever. <laughs> Back to you, Mike. <laughs> so, for those people that enjoyed uh, the park, our parkour in Skyrim, I guess they're saying that uh, while the interior of Red Mountain is not going to be accessible, uh, people that. Uh, our enterprising uh, uh, cliff jumpers and climbers will be able to access a large portion of Red Mountain's uh, surface. So, uh, you know, if you're the kind of person who did not follow the path to get up the hill in Skyrim, this is the expansion for you. And uh, they have a number of public dungeons near the lip of Red Mountain, so you're going to have to climb up there. And... Uh, There'll be a lot more to come. So they say that every time an ESO uh, live happens, they're going to cover a new aspect of uh, um, the uh, Morrowind, Morrowind. Uh, uh, expansion. So That's awesome. That's great news. news. Yeah. I heard uh, they were also saying on ESO Live today that uh, March is going to be Battlegrounds Month, where they're every every week um, during March they're going to be talking about something new in regards to Battlegrounds. So if you're PvP fans out there, you Battlegrounds, uh, people who are anticipating Battlegrounds, uh, look forward to next month. We're going to get a lot of info on, on Battlegrounds. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting because they're going to have uh, uh, ESO Live the same day as PAX is going. And um, I know that not everyone at uh, at Zoss is going to be at uh, PAX. Uh, so, but I also know that they have been running for the last couple of packs they've been running those battleground tests uh at uh, the convention mm. so okay all right um in generally speaking guys uh do you want to you know is there anything here that um you know that we want to talk about in, in regards to what what mike was talking about uh maybe maybe rob or, or mark or liz no Okay. I mean, I, I, I really don't have anything to, to touch on here. Um, I mean, the only thing that, that I, you know, would really say that I'm excited for is uh, Cliff Racer to the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, the, the you could see in the in the um, the trailer there that the warden was running toward a troll and he like directed some sort of like Cliff Racer or something. And this Cliff Racer just comes swooping out of the out of the. Uh, uh, out of the sky and just smacks this troll right in the face. It's hilarious. Again, why would you teach them to do that? <laughs> you fools. I don't know. What have you done? <laughs> why? <laughs> Fly, you fools. Fly, you fools. <laughs> anyone see that Gandalf Damn meme? Damn it, Gandalf. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone see that Gandalf meme? Where uh, they're they're the saying one? what that one that one Gandalf where it's like he, he's like laughing right the photo is him laughing and it says that he um, on the top it says that Gan- B- uh, the Balrog is clearly a boss Gandalf 
um, scares everyone to run away from the boss and gets all the XP, all of the loot, and a title. <laughs> Gandalf's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds I've seen that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've that seen was that. Mike, apparently. <laughs> so, I just saw I that yesterday. On, white, on a white robe. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, Mike is Mike is our Gandalf. Um, all right, Mike, we're going to come back to you because I know you've got that PvP thing that um, you sort of want to uh, touch on in, in a little bit. Uh, so so hold out, PvP folks, um, on on some of that because next week is going to be a big week for... for um, <laughs> PvP crowd two and champion points. Two weeks from now, I thought they were saying this Monday they're going to be doing the switch. Oh yeah, well, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, thanks, Liz. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I got mud all over me now. <laughs> I think Izaz, if you're listening, I think what we need to do is just dis- disable mud balls from for for Liz. <laughs> I'm almost out. I need no. more. If anybody <clears throat> wants to see. No, I I, I I love the mud balls. I, I like to stand under that tree just outside the Undaunted Enclave and Wayrest and uh, wait for someone to come door request me. And then I decline it and hit him with a mud ball. Um, no, I meant just for Liz. If we can get like a special oh. code for okay. Liz's oh, character. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm all for that. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And all it right, should be a tooltip. Like whenever Liz hovers over a mud ball in her inventory, she <laughs> should say, stop it, Liz. I have to <laughs> Either that or make it so that every time she throws a mud ball, it glitches and instead hits her. That'll get her to stop. That'll do it. I'm just going to stand here with my torch and get slung in the face with mud while. Yeah, I need more lights. <laughs> so, you know, people send me lights for the house. Yeah, that would be really nice. I thought that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do it that time. That third time, I did not mean. The first two, I absolutely meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll believe that. Uh, well, hey, speaking about things that come from the heart, right, Liz? Um, did, <laughs> like your like your balls of mud. Like that right there? <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Rage. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, did you see Ray's new character? Oh. Who? Ray, oh, Ray's new character? one of the best looking characters I've ever seen. No. Which one? Um, I don't know. She was an elf. Uh, yeah. Oh. She had like wings on, like metal wings, and I, I poured it to her just because wow. I wanted somewhere to go, and she was online at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I looked up and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she's anyway, stunning." Good job, Ray. <laughs> uh, well, listen, um, Heart's Day—that was a thing, or was oh, it? I know. Or, or was it uh, Heart's Day in ESO? That was Turdos, the sixteenth of Sun's Dawn. Um, not, not really a big game, uh, game, not, not, not a big day in, in the game, like Witches Festival and the New Life Festival, but Zoss did release, uh, a couple of, um, Heart Day Cards templates, which, um, I'm going to switch over to, I'm going to show this to you guys. Um, Heart's Day is, is really not like a big, a big to do. They haven't done anything, uh, with it in, in game yet. What do you mean? They had all sorts of pink dyes. Did they? Yes. I didn't. I didn't buy that. any just because I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I didn't see that. Buy it, any? But. It's it's a little hard to see what's going on here on the stream here, but they released um, four of these Valentine's Day cards with Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. Online characters: uh, Abner Tharn, Quen Naryu, and Razumdar, uh, with these little sayings on here. And then the the um, their picture 
uh, of the, the picture of the character is sort of framed by this Elder Scrolls Online red Valentine's Day card frame. And then they release that, uh, that frame to you uh, right here on the forums where you can, you can find this. Um, you can put your own character in there uh, in this frame and send it to, to whomever you want. Uh, last year, Nario. they had like an Instagram thing on on uh, last year. They, but yeah, anyway. they, they yeah, I think they they kind of did something like this. It seemed like it got a little bit more push this year. Yeah, they even had like um like a story about how people met in game. There was a particular couple they <gasps> met in game. They got yep. they ended up getting married. So. I wonder if those are the ones that were they were RPing when I shouldn't have been in the area. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my. Uh-oh. Um, what do you guys think? Just real quick on this. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think they should do more for Hearts Day next year, and what do you think that should be? Rob? No, I think that it's good because yeah. we've already had, like, two major holidays, and then you get it another month and a half, and it's another major holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just little thing like that is fine. And they had the wedding gown and the, the wedding suit and Pledge of Mara up on discounted price on the Crown Store. So, yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think, Liz? Do you think they should do, like, an in-game thing, quests and all uh, that? I don't I don't know. I think he's right with just those little itty-bitty itty things that are nice. Um, but I really think they need to redesign the wedding dress. <laughs> It looks like crap on everybody. It definitely looks like a gigantic doily that swallowed like, okay. you. Yeah. 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 You got you got to dye it different colors. My yeah, daughter but... has it as a lavender color <clears throat> and it looks great on her. Let's see, um I had it but since I lost my sub, everything I can't dye anything anymore. So I get stuck with whatever I was messing with the last time. So, yep. yeah, uh make sure when you log out of the game if there's a chance that your sub might lapse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, Liz. You've been really it, struggling with with that because now you lost uh, you lost that, and you also go. you lost your uh, your the inventory thing. That you... Yeah, that's see. There's my wedding dress. I can't get it back to white. Well, it actually. God, my boobs look huge. It... I take that back. That, <laughs> that that right there is a nice lace hospital gown. Yeah, I, I don't think that needs uh, changing at all. I think you're good. Where's the one? I made one that I, I just randomized and it wound up like purple and green and it was a metal and it was just awful. And then the next day my, my sub ran out. And oh. <laughs> I don't know what oh. it is. I need to find it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, don't listen, do that. Let's um let's let's jump ahead for another thing here, uh, because this is this is actually uh, really, really awesome. Uh Todd Howard got uh was honored. At the Dice Awards, he was inducted into the AIAS Hall of Fame. Uh, this little bit here came off of the uh, the Dice website, saying uh, the Dice Awards honored Todd Howard, executive producer and game director, and gaming god at Bethesda Game Studios, uh, as the second twenty second inductee into the AIAS Hall of Fame, which honors individuals who've been instrumental in the development of highly influential games. Howard was recognized for having created some of the industry's most successful games by pioneering open-world gameplay and played a key role in the creative direction and growth of highly regarded franchises, including The Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Both both are known for their experimental approach 
to world building and storytelling and have earning uh, earning multiple dice awards throughout the years. So congratulations to Todd Howard on that. Most Very definitely. nice. Much deserved. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Mike? I said much deserved. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, all right, uh, Mark, uh, what uh, what's what's going on with uh, with you this week? Huh? <laughs> what 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 are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm trying on all my outfits, and this one's just ugly as hell. Uh, I got no complaints oh, about that. <laughs> that's oh man, that, that that's the weird Wonder Woman looking one. <laughs> it looks like a, like a dragon is trying to claw my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm doing a little fashion show yeah, i see that I, I see you are i see you i see mm-hmm. you are doing that this is why you got to watch the video guys because uh you get you get the fashion show with with liz and then i want to take votes and see which one's the best yeah well i i think i think we're gonna we're gonna find some some uh that that one right there the nordic bath towel there you yes, go. that's good. <laughs> did, did you ever see Zoolander? <laughs> yes, the Nordic bath towel is part of the derelict collection. Oh my collection. god! You see my butt. <laughs> derelict. Why don't you derelict my? All right, Mark. Uh, what <laughs> <laughs> what uh, would you would you uh, would you bring this week? What do you got? What do you got for the listeners? Uh, I, I kind of brought up the whole cliff racing thing. Okay. Um, well. One thing that I was also wondering is, I'm I know we're not going into uh, Red Mountain, but I'm wondering just how much that we're going to see of Dagoth Ur because I remembered that um, other than the whole thing in the Deshan, actually, uh, um, you you have a whole uh, quest line in the Sark and in Deshan about um, about how there's Corporus going around. And I remembered that in the um, that the fact is the corpus disease is actually being spread around uh, Tamriel at this period. So it does suggest that Dagoth Ur, the the basically main bad guy from Morrowind, is out and about doing something. Um, for example, if you like beyond the Sark missions in the game, and that uh, the the hero's guide to Tamriel that they put out. There's an, there's a section in, uh, the kinds challenge, a hunter's guide to a hunter's companion, um, which is about them fighting corp, the, the adventuring party fighting corpus husks. And there's also one, an entire book called agents and agents and reagents, the bounty of Mundus written by a guy in, um, apothecary and Wayrest. And his book actually ends with him being infected with corpus disease and a day-by-day depiction or journal of as it takes him over and reduces him to a corpus husk mm. with, with drawings. And frankly, at the end, when he's basically a mindless, agonized, uh, bloated mass, yeah. he's a really good artist. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I'm, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I actually have this book, and uh, I was I was stumbling. I was I went upstairs um, to, to I was looking for something. I, was, I think I was uh, I was looking for my uh, my transcripts 
from college. And um, I was fumbling through an old box, and I had seen this 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 book in there, and I was like, "Oh, look at this!" So I, I pull it out and I sit down. I'm I'm flipping through it, and I, I see this transition of this guy, and I'm like, "Oh God!" And, and each page, I'm kind of thinking like, after maybe like the third page or the third or fourth picture, I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, like this is probably it for him. He's he's probably going to be dead at this point." I turn the page, and it just gets worse. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, man, I was, I was surprised. I mean, I mean, I'm sure this is probably it for him. I turn the page and it's just worse again. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? <laughs> and then, like, it happens, like, I think two more times. Like, there was a lot of different, like, photos on this. Oh, yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, and you're right. The progression of this was absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, you know, the guy does die, but uh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Very sad. Let's uh, guys. Let's do something. We're in game and we're not playing it. How dumb is that? We should go and steal everything. Let's not. There's nothing to steal here. Not in here. Wow. Well, you go steal we something. Steal some lights. <laughs> it's very <laughs> dark in here, Mike. It is. We we definitely need to get some donations uh, in in game here for some for some lights. Sadly, Speaking of uh, which, Rob is, is that a fish on the wall? Is that yes, two is. fish <laughs> on the wall? Is that a singing fish? That's it's, like it's a singing bass. Happy? Probably one of the yeah, singing fish. It's yeah. a singing bass. If you know what a singing bass is, you're old. God, so, like we're getting really freaking old. So old. <laughs> so speaking of donations, I actually want to thank uh, Adam four five six, who sent a chair, a bed table, and some accessories. Chaotic Serenity, who has sent uh, shelves, stools, tables, lanterns. Uh, and a bin, Sticky Wickeds, who sent uh, a painting and a desk, uh, Palmore, who sent beds and dressers, Dave MG, who sent me a number of blueprints, and I have to get to start making stuff. Wow. And Over and Over, who also sent blueprints. So Awesome. Um, they've all donated to uh, QGN Manor's uh, uh, items here. Yeah, the housing thing uh, definitely hit hit it's hit us. It hit me too, uh, very very hard. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it that is. That is an understatement. Yes, Have it you is. Seen his place. Let's go to everyone's place. You want to check my house out? Yes. You know All why? Because right. I want to know how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> Elders to scrolls cribs edition. <laughs> Yo, dog! I heard you like painting. <laughs> <laughs> so I added well, some well, paint. Well, this house might have cost me three point uh, seven seven million gold pieces. Navarwin's <laughs> house cost a hell of a lot more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Navarwin was like, "I don't think I'm going to be into, into the, the housing stuff. It's just not my thing." And then I never said that. Straight. No, for you did because it's on record. Did I? When did I say yes, that? You did. <laughs> when did I say uh, that? Uh, but even if it's set on on the record here, it's still off, off the, the record. record. <laughs> uh, you know what? Irrelevant. I'm not telling. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I just don't remember what you remember, and I, oh, I'm I given to re- I'm given to relying on you. So if you, if I said it, then then I was a hundred percent wrong um, because it uh, it bit me hard. <laughs> well, let's let's check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna head over there now, guys. Um, I, I, it's actually really. Freaking great! Do you like it? I I love it yeah, so I much. I was actually showing it off to Jenny last <clears throat> night. Um, I I bought the gardener house and I bought it furnished. Now, <laughs> when it comes to the gardener house being furnished, you, you'd think when you bought it furnished, it would be furnished. It wasn't that furnished. <laughs> <laughs> 
It, I mean, it wasn't bare, obviously, because there was furniture in it, but it might as well have been bare. Um, there was very, very little that it, it came with. That being said, um, and I'm entering it now, everything that you see here, for the most part, I did actually purchase and put together. So in the end, it was what? 200 gold or $200? Uh, I'm going to say anywhere, oh. I'm going to say anywhere between, um, 160 to 200. Jesus. That I spent on <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jenny's oh, going to give you that. You should. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, I know. I know. It's, it's, uh, I'm not proud of it, but if uh, if I'm wrong, I don't want to be right, guys. <laughs> you should be proud of it because it's it's nice. And you know what I like? I like in the basement. I'm sorry, I've got a chicken McNugget in my in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> no, I really like the paintings in the in the basement. You changed them. Never mind. What? What'd you do? I, what do you, uh -oh. I didn't do anything. Oh. All right, let's go. Let's go check out the basement because that's that's sort of my. As much as I love the the first floor here, which is uh, the first the first floor, the main level can definitely uh, support comfortably everyone who could possibly visit the house, which I think is up to fourteen people. Um, and I opened up my house to everyone in the guild. So if you're a member of the uh, ESOTR North American uh, PC Pat Mac Guild. Um, Come on in and relax at any time, whether I'm here or not here. It doesn't matter. Uh, the hole downstairs is is basically a, a converted the basement into a pub. Stop turning the lights off, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it in the dark. She does. Hey, no, I just like that he has to go back and turn them all on. I do have to go back and turn them all on. You drive me nuts with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now that whole area looks cold and I got to relight it because... I want to show it off the right Don't way. Don't you have a huge bonfire right in the middle? Yeah. Oh, this is where we can listen to Jezzledosh stories. See? The the pillows over there? Where I put them together with... So I've got an area here on the ground for podcast listeners uh, where it's a it's a random assemblage of, of pillows and people can come here and hang out and, you know, uh, either sit in a chair or, or sit on the pillows. And I've got my... Um, there's a bar over here with some chairs in front of it and my <laughs> my assistants are here. Uh, I've got the merchant. He looks like she's selling uh, alcohol at the uh, the counter, and uh, my banker Tithus Andromo uh, is taking inventory. She stole my hairstyle. Who wore it better? Oh, you're right. Who wore it better? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so, so that that's uh, so I'm just gonna pop a squad here, guys, and, and what uh, pop a squad as they say. Um. All right, so um, I'm a little anxious to get on with uh, this uh, PvP stuff because this is this is some pretty some pretty uh, interesting information that's proved to be a bit um, how would you say uh, controversial on the forums. <laughs> oh no, nothing's controversial on the forums. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. never. But that 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 group of sanity and well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Remember that time when um, uh, uh, the the game director wore pants instead of shorts? <laughs> that, that got controversial. <laughs> so take it away, Mike. Okay, so scroll back up here. Sure. 
PVP tweeted from Rich Lambert, and this is uh, uh, from Wheeler, I think is who posted it in the end. Um, as you saw in Matt's 2017 roadmap, we are making Cyrodiil performance evaluations and fixing a pri- uh, and fixing a priority this year. We want to make sure that Cyrodiil is a great PvP experience for everyone. Over the last year, we've made some good strides towards refining server performance across all campaigns, and we will continue down that path. When looking into Cyrodiil issues, we definitely see, both in-game and through monitoring situations where client and server performance degrade significantly under high load. The small incremental changes we've made over the last year have helped, but they alone are not enough. So we're going to change strategy a bit, which is the point of this post. Simply put, Azura Star, the non-champion point campaign, runs much better, more efficiently, and is overall a much better PvP experience than the standard campaigns such as True Flame and Hatteras. Now that we've had a significant population density in Azura Star, we strongly suspect that it, it what has been theorized for a long time. Champion rank passives and abilities are causing too much server load, especially <laughs> in situations like keep battles where there are a ton of players in one place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this because of this, because we I'm are like, going duh. <laughs> What's okay. that, Liz? It amuses me because I'm like, duh. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they knew it too. You know, they, they, you know. Well, they did say, "You're right, Mike." They said they were they were yeah. suspecting this for quite a long time. Yeah. Because of this, we are going to run a series of PvP performance tests, and because it is impossible to to simulate PvP load on our internal test servers or on the PTS. We will be doing this on all live servers on the dates of February 27th, which is next Monday, through March 6th. This is not something we take lightly. And it is important that we evaluate performance when the server is under real-world load situations. Our first test will be set up as follows. Following. For a period of one week, all champion points will be disabled on all campaigns, on all platforms, and mega servers. Whoa. During this time, AP gains in all, champ- in all campaigns will be doubled, both to compensate for the lack of CP and also to incentivize players to PvP so we can record as much data as possible. Oh my god. Champion or campaign durations and leaderboards will not be adjusted during this week. We encourage all players to continue their PvP activities in their respective home, guest, and friends campaign. We will be taking feedback and monitoring data on a daily basis during this test. And look forward to reading your constructive posts about server performance during the time of the test. The results of this test will determine the next course of action for refining Cyrodiil server performance. Thank you for your perseverance and patience. We thoroughly appreciate your time, effort, and feedback. Thanks again, and see you in Cyrodiil, Wheeler. All right, so here, here's my question. All right, they're, they're shutting down champion points for a week in just Cyrodiil, in, in any camp, in any part of the game that's that's based by gameplays, uh, a gameplay by that's, that's based by uh, campaigns. So all of Cyrodiil and the Imperial City, uh, your champion points will will be turned off when you go into these places. What's the big deal? 
Uh, oh, never say that to a PvPer. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I just, I just don't get it though. I mean, like if they told me for the entire game for for one week, all of your champion points are going to be shut off. I, I'd be like, okay, all right, for just a week, okay, all right. No <laughs> okay, so here we go. Ready? So why is this a problem? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so overall the responses were positive in the beginning. Great steps towards improving Cyrodiil performance. I can handle one week with no CP if it means you get the data that you need. Right. I'm glad you decided to look into this. All the server calculations with CP must be brutal on the servers. Agreed. Are you willing to talk about the future implication and test these changes? But not everyone was happy. Oh. I spent two years getting as much CP as possible to play PvP. I don't think removing them is a good way to go. Not a good idea. It's one well, week. So, so one week of not PvPing because I'm not going to craft a template for this bullcrap. Nice. Do I get my subscription refunded for that period? Oh my it's God. one week. What the hell? But yesterday, here is my favorite one, and this guy deserves like a champion here. As of yesterday, there were 15 pages on the thread. And this guy sums it up the best. ADB. It's amusing to see people rage at no CP. It's a test to improve the part of the game that generates zero revenue for the company. But it is the most complained about thing in the forums in one way or another. How can you complain about something being broken if you are not willing to help fix it? Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I agree with that. That person, so, you know, give this guy a medal. <laughs> because he's well, thinking the right way. Champion points because he can't. Get <laughs> exactly. Zoss, hire that guy. <laughs> so for a whole week, your champion points are going to be shut off, but you're going to get double AP. Now there are people complaining because I guess certain functions have an outrageous number of AP already, and doubling it is going to give like 12k AP for a simple activity. And I can understand, you know, that they're, you know, they're concerned about that and uh, yeah. they're going to, you know, look into that. But, you know, this is a, a test here really to see can, what is causing all the problems that everybody is having and can we fix it and still maintain CP values for everybody. Right. Oh, uh, no. But people are losing their ever-loving mind over it. Desperate, and, desperate times calls for desperate measures, especially when you're talking about a video game. You know, um, look, I can completely understand, you know, if this were forever, people would be, you know, upset saying, you know, this is what I've been working toward. This has been my end game. You wanted this to be the end game. And here it is. And I've been working and I've been very happy to work toward more champion points. And now you're taking them away. But we're talking yeah, if about they make it a permanent thing. Then, yes, I could see people, you know, losing their mind, leaving the game, you know, you know, calling for people's heads. Right. Because you've spent years getting this. But it's what well, is it? Is it even six full days? I, I, because do you think that it might result in all campaigns losing the ability to use their extra champion points to get certain things? No, no. Uh, they they uh, they expressly stated today that that is not what's going to happen. And if that does happen, then I'll be joining everyone in their outrage because I don't think that's the appropriate thing to do. Now, if they were to do that and have a similar system put into place that work that functions a little bit better, we'd have to look at the minutia of that. But I don't think that that's what they're going to do because that is a lot of people's progression end game. That's their that's their end game. That their progression there. That's and the this reason is coming why. from a guy who says that PvP shouldn't be there. That he's willing to fight for your right to PvP. People just take that into account right there. He's gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
to PvP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get Throngar on here. Throngar. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because that is that is absolutely the truth. Um, but I, I, I mean, listen, can I, could I be wrong? Could they actually say, you know what, champion points are a real problem here in Cyrodiil and we're getting rid of them carte blanche? I, I can be wrong. Maybe that is something that happens. But if it does, I think everyone's going to be validated in their outrage and their anger. Uh, but for yeah. one week, folks, I mean, for some of you guys on the forums, I mean, you really got to have some perspective. It's just a week. If you really hate it that much... Do something else. That's and, that's the only okay, thing I could I could think. This AP stuff. I mean, you're going to be able to buy stuff with AP. I get that. Um, but they said something about the leaderboards. So is there going to be no emperor at that time? They're going to lock the leaderboards. It looks like for the week. So you know <laughs> that. Oh, that day before the day before this happens, you know people are going to be up at like five in the morning, just being like, "I got to do this again." Oh, the I the do PvP this. guild that I run with, uh, um, Ancient you run Army. With PvP guild? Yeah, that uh, I go and PvP. They're actually doing huge pushes for Emperor this week in preparation for this. So you know, there's been more activity this week. You know, when these this wow. news broke. Than I have seen, you know, in a long time, and more interest in Cyrodiil because, you know, like our own guild is looking at possibly going in tomorrow, um, on the AD side, and actually, you know, get uh, sky shards for people, get AP for people, get them used to what it's going to take to do this, you know, next week, and we want to be in there almost every day next week, you know, pushing for you know the the stuff that we need to get, you know, Caltrops, Warhorn, Vigor. Yeah. Um, How the hell do you? get people to go into pvp and then i'm going and they go no we don't want to do it because ah! we run together as a huge group for uh the pve events and people are like we want barrier we want vigor we want uh caltrops well the only way to do it is you have to pvp and so it's like this is a huge incentive to get non-pvpers in there get them used to the fact of defending a keep not you know going batshit crazy with gank squads and uh you know have a, a productive time I'm hoping uh, what comes out of this test is is that they're finally able to incentivize people in one way or another uh, to stop uh, zerging everything. That's one of the main reasons why I stopped playing the PvP. Um, again, all right, I know, I know, YouTube viewers, you're gonna put your little hate comments in there. Fine, whatever. Okay, PvP doesn't belong in an Elder Scrolls game. Now comment with your vitriol. <laughs> Go right on ahead. Um, it doesn't belong in an Elder Scrolls game, but since it's there, it is fun, and I do enjoy playing it uh, from time to time. But the one thing that has one of the things that's kept me out of of Cyrodiil is is the fact that um, if you're not a part of one of these, it seems anyway, in my opinion, yeah. it seems anyway. Yeah. If um, if you're not a part of of one of these, you know, uh, elite streamers, uh, little guilds that run around like a like a. a a herd of bison just throwing out your AOEs to everyone, uh, you're really not affecting anything. This is not the the PvP game of strategy. This isn't the Elder Scrolls chess that I was I was promised. Um, it's it's a herd of water buffalo spitting on everyone and killing them with one shot. And uh, if they can get rid of that, then I, I think I might give you know PvP another another try and take a look at it because you know it might be meaningful and and, and um, and uh, filled with a lot of enjoyment uh, for for an individual, 
not a not a herd of of uh, you can't you, you're not going to be able that's not going to be able to happen that's not how players are going to feel about it it's not going to happen well probably, <laughs> and I'm sorry yeah no I'm you, you might be right you might be right but that's one thing that I'm I know they're focused on something like that and I'm hoping they they're successful in that Liz you might be right Varwin might be crazy. <laughs> maybe wrong, but maybe right. Um, His let's, favorite singer. <laughs> let's yeah, uh, let's really off key. Switch gears for a second here. Um, so so good job, Mike. Uh, that was that was some good stuff, and uh, I do appreciate that. So yeah, um, ESOTR members, you know, if you want to, you know, PVP with us next week, come to Teamspeak. That's a big thing right there. I know a lot of people put you know things in chat saying you know they want to do stuff, you know. The easy, the best way to do it is to come to TeamSpeak. Absolutely. Now, Rob's got a, a bit of an announcement to make, or, or at least a discussion to sort of have with, with everyone that's, uh, you know, really more gaming-related uh, for all of us. We're all, we're all a big gaming community here. Um, before we get into that, I just want to throw out a quick sponsor because we haven't done that yet today, which is uh, Tweaked Audio. Uh, Tweaked Audio earbuds, guys, if, uh, again... Uh, if you're looking to to purchase uh, some headphones, all right, I can't high, I can't recommend tweaked audio earbuds enough uh, for a lot of different reasons. You know, when you go to tweakedaudio.com, I'm going to be straight up and honest with you. Um, they're going to cost more than what you're probably used to as far as earbuds go. If you're used to a $10 price point, I would say $25 around about is something that you're going to be looking at. Now, before you roll your eyes and say, you know, okay, whatever, I'm not going there then. You're getting a lot of value for that. Um, now, I know that when I purchase headphones uh, that are around that price, ten dollars, uh, they generally fall apart. They you can't count on them, and you know what I'm talking about. You know, either you're you're at the gym, or you know you you're doing something at work, or you're doing you don't know house chores or something, and then all of a sudden, you know, you bend in a certain way, your arm moves in a certain way, and your headphones get ripped out of your your cell phone, um, and some sort of breakage occurs when when that happens um or or you lose them or the dog gets to them or the cat gets to them you know something always happens to your headphones at tweaked audio you're spending 25 dollars, and with that you're getting a uh, a lifetime warranty so you spend the 25 bucks and they're going to replace them for free if anything happens to them on top of that you're also getting a superior product a lot of times when I when I listen to uh, my headphones that are you know uh, very very cheap and, and inexpensive, um, you're getting like a tinny sort of a sound out of that. There's not a lot of bass in there. And with Tweaked Audio headphones, you don't have that problem. There's a lot of bass. It sounds very very good. The sound quality and the clarity is is good enough for me to podcast with. I'm actually wearing these right now. These are the old classic blacks. I bought these three years ago. And um, either either three or four years ago at this point, I think it's three years ago, and I, I still wear them. And the, the clarity in these things is so good that before we start recording on the podcast, I'm listening to the backgrounds of all of my hosts, making sure that their backgrounds are quiet and you can hear their voice and that their voice quality to you, the listener, is is not impeded by anything going on in their background. And we make adjustments. Um, earlier today, we had an adjustment. It's because of these headphones, these tweaked audio headphones, which are $25, by the way, I'm able to rely on the on the sound quality and deliver you a professional sounding product here for Elder Scrolls Off the Record. 
So 25 bucks, you're getting superior sound quality, superior construction, and a lifetime warranty. If you buy them from us, namely using our code off the record, we're also going to get you 30% off your entire order. So if you use the product code off the record, okay, 30% off the entire order. So if you buy one pair for $25 or you buy a couple of pairs and spend, you know, $50, um, you're going to get 30% off the entire order. So the more you buy, the more you save and the more uh, quality product you're, you're going to receive at home. And don't worry about the shipping because on the arm, uh, Tweets Audio Headphones ships to you for free, free of charge, uh, worldwide, by the way. So it doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter how you're listening to our show, I can honestly tell you that when you buy Tweets Audio Headphones, you're going to get them shipped to you for free, so you don't have to worry about you know how much this is going to spend from the States to the United Kingdom, which I know they the, the shipping is ridiculous, it's retarded. Um, it's extremely expensive. Uh, you don't have to worry about that shipping cost. So, so for overseas folks uh, from from the United States, that's a huge price drop already. We're saving you an additional thirty percent off, and you're getting an unbelievable uh, product. The clarity, the quality, the construction—you can rely on it. Uh, I can guarantee you, twenty-five dollars. If uh, you take care of them, you're going to be using them for you know years uh, on end. And if anything goes wrong with them, like I said a couple of years ago, my cat got to these things, tore them a half. They sent me new ones for free, and I'm not the only story with that. Um, we get listeners all the time that email us and say, happened to me too, by the way. Um, we actually had one email recently that said they had the same story, that their cat got to their headphones and Tweaked Audio sent them new ones for free. So it still goes on today. Anyway, uh, so thank you, Tweaked Audio, for sponsoring yet another awesome show of ours. And um, mm. without any further ado, uh, Rob, you have the floor, sir. All right. Uh, this isn't necessarily Elder Scrolls related, but it does need to be said, but because this is an Elder Scrolls podcast, I'm sure we can put some form of Elder Scrolls twist on it. But, uh, if you had been paying a- a- any attention to, uh, to gaming news, uh, and, and, and gaming media such as IGN, Kotaku, um, you know, any of those, um, you might've heard that this past weekend, um, a popular streamer known as POS Hybrid um, died during uh, a 24-hour stream. Yeah. Okay. Um, his real name's uh, Brian uh, Vignalt, I believe. Uh, if I mispronounce that, I sincerely apologize. Um, but what he was doing was a 24-hour uh, stream uh, for a charity for Make-A-Wish um, at... And he and the thing was he was 22 hours into it, um, and, and he got up at about 3:30 in the morning Central Time uh, for a cigarette break, which apparently he, you know, they said that he did this very often, and he never came back, and the stream remained on until about 11 a.m. Central Time, uh, before uh, I, I guess a, a couple members of, of his community, uh, group concerned, uh, they weren't sure what was going on. I think one, uh, one of his friends saw that he was on discord, tried reaching out to him. Uh, long story short, uh, they were either able to call his house or call his Skype or something. And a detective answered, um, and, uh, identified himself as a detective and confirmed that, uh, that, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Vignalt had, uh, in fact passed away. Uh, 
at this time, there is no cause of death that has been released, uh, but an autopsy is on the way. Um, now, he had been known to do these really long marathon streams, these 24-hour-long streams, and you know whether they're for a charity or otherwise, um, are extremely brutal. Um, I mean... You know, before ESO came out uh, during one of the beta periods, we we did a 72-hour stream of Elder Scrolls Online. But the difference is, is that instead of just one person taking an entire day's worth of that, we broke it up into sections of was it one to two hours, Ivarwin? Yeah, we did shifts. Uh, we yeah, we, we did yeah. we did shifts and. And and the thing is, you know, with that, that that's okay because you know I, I would take two hours and I'd sign off, I'd hand it over to somebody else, they would do their thing, and we had people around the world, so we had somebody in uh, not every time zone, but you know, uh, you know time zones that you know could cover Europe, we could cover Australia, so that we could keep the stream going for that full seventy-two hours, and nobody was you know, getting too terribly burnt out, but it was brutal. Yeah. Here's a guy, and there are other streamers who do this uh, on a fairly regular basis, and it's just them. Um, and it is... It, 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 it's... I, I'm just going to come out and say it. It's stupid. Don't freaking do this, okay? Um, now, he is also... He's also known uh, to be a, a smoker, a drinker, and, 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 marath- uh, and, a, and a marathon streamer. So yeah. he wasn't exactly in the best of health. Um, but the, the thing is, you know, when, when you look at that, that that's not always going to be, um, you know, a, a determining factor in, in this situation. And, and the reason why I'm talking about this. And and this is more or less of a public service announcement. And of course, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on on the news and see what comes out um, if they release the results of his autopsy. Because my my theory on this, as soon as I read it, the first thing I thought of was a blood clot. Yeah. Um, and you know, some you know, some of you guys uh, might have heard this story if you watch Daggers. I do tell this story uh, on Daggers. I think a couple times, maybe on a stream or two, but I've never told this <clears throat> on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. And I figured that okay, with this and 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 the the news uh, waves that this is making, that it is time to you know to come out and say, all right, this happened to me. Okay, um, now. Back in, in 2012, um, you, know, I was, you know, I'm in my 30s. You know, I, I love playing games. Uh, there was a particular game out at the time that I was just, you know, dumping hours and hours and hours of, uh, of gameplay into called Skyrim. I mean, you, know, you might have heard of it. I don't know. It's kind of old. I think I played know, but, it once, but. Yeah, I played like once or so. But, yeah. you know, I, I was playing this a lot. Heard it was and... garbage. <laughs> But um, come October 1st, and I remember it was October 1st because it was my son's birthday, um, I just felt like crap, you know? It's like um, it, it, what started almost seemed like a cult, you know? And, and, and that's really where the beginning of, of the issue came from. Um, and I didn't pay much mind to it because technically... 
you know, for all intents and purposes, it was like any other type of illness that I had ever had. Um, now, as the weeks moved on, um, my cold seemed to move from my head down to my chest. Um, and eventually, um, I started coughing up blood. Whoa. All right. And, and this is, uh, the, the, as you can imagine, is extremely unsettling. Um, because you're not supposed to cough up blood. No, okay? that's not your that's, body's normal state. That's, that, that's not normal at all. Um, so I, I decided, okay, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. Um, and they said, well, you probably got some sort of respiratory infection and, you know, the blood can occur because, uh, you, you know, if you cough really hard, you can damage the, uh, uh the esophagus and, uh, or, or, or the, the windpipe and it can bleed a little bit. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I get antibiotics and I'm still not getting better. Eventually my back starts hurting. And I mean like my lower back, like around where my kidneys are. And I'm thinking, okay, well maybe like, do I have a kidney stone or something? And I, I, I go back and they're like, well, okay, well this, this dose of antibiotics didn't work. So they give me an, uh, another one and it just gets more and more worse. I'm starting to take more and more time off. I had run out of you know, time off to take at work. Wow. And, and, and this is, this is over the course of weeks, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. This is over the course of uh, several weeks, Holy about a month cow. and a half. And, uh, and, and I, and I go in, you know, a third time and they're like, well, you know, it's possible this could be pneumonia. So they give me, you know, a third run of antibiotics. I take those and it's, you know, it, 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 it was up and down some days I, I felt good. Others I didn't. And, it, you know, it was very uncomfortable because my job at the time, I was driving two hours, two and a half hours each way, uh, you know, to work. And, and when, when you have some pain in your back, that is ex- extremely uncomfortable. So, of oh. course, I didn't, I, I didn't want to make that, that trek, especially if I have pain in my back. And plus, yeah. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. But <clears throat> then, uh, you know, my, you know as, as everybody knows, my wife, uh, you know, likes to sell uh, her jewelry uh, at, at various craft shows. Well, she had scheduled one for Saturday, uh, November seventeenth, twenty twelve. Now I remember this date because on the sixteenth of uh, of November, um, my I, I I think it was my parents uh, were watching the kids because we were going to get up very early the next morning and go do this show. And I'm sitting with my wife, and we're getting ready to go to bed, and all of a sudden. I get this extremely sharp pain across my abdomen. And I mean, when I say sharp, I mean, it felt like someone had stabbed me on one side right beneath my rib cage and moved the knife oh, all the way to the left. God, side. that's what it felt like. Oh. Um, and of course, you know, I, I doubled over in pain. Oh, God. Um, and my wife. You know, like you know, she she had pretty much gone to bed, and, I, and this happened like right as I was getting ready to go to bed, and I just like felt horrible, and and because it was my abdomen, I'm I'm feeling like, okay, maybe I ate something, and I've got an ulcer, or may, maybe I've got appendicitis, or something, I don't know, and I tried going to bed, I couldn't sleep, so I came back downstairs at night, and I got in the recliner, and basically, like sat in a fetal position in the recliner, and I went to sleep. You know, thinking that, okay, well, maybe tomorrow I'll feel better. Well, the next morning I woke up, and it felt even worse. Jesus. So, so I said, all right, I need to go to the ER. And I went to the ER, 
and uh, my wife was able to can you know cancel her show, and uh, I went in and told them everything that I was feeling, and said, "Yeah, something's wrong with my stomach, and you know I'm having trouble breathing." So they immediately take me back, and they give me an X-ray, they give me a CT scan, and I'm there for about an hour or so, and then finally the doctor comes running in, like literally running in, and she's got this syringe. And she Holy says, lift up your shirt. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? Wow. She said, lift up your shirt. So I lift my shirt up. And she grabs a big chunk of my gut fat. Oh. Stabs me with this thing. Holy and I'm shit. like, <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, what in the hell was that? Oh. And, and she says, you have multiple blood clots on both sides of your lungs. <gasps> This lung has oh completely collapsed. This lung has three quarters collapsed. The pain that you are feeling in your gut is your diaphragm in a permanent, well, semi-permanent Charlie horse. Uh, oh, my ow, God. Ow, ow. And that, I will tell you right now, I've never had a kidney stone. I've heard a kidney stone is the most painful thing that you can experience. This effing hurt. And I'm terrified to death of, of kidney stones now. Um, but after explaining to the doctor, like, you know, because she, she asked, when did you first feel this? And I told her, well, I felt this last night, and then I went to bed. And she got furious with me, absolutely furious. and said, do you realize how lucky you are that at this magnitude, you only had a 25% chance of waking up this morning? Jesus. And that what happens when you get blood clots in your lungs is that the blood cannot get through your body to be oxygenated. So you suffocate at the cellular level. So it, that's why you know people that, that get these, they don't just start gasping for air. They just fall asleep because they're technically still able to get air into their lungs, sort of. But the oxygen is not getting into the blood. And that's what makes these so dangerous. These, this happens on airplanes, from uh, especially long flights. That's why on, um, on the cards in the pocket on, uh, on the airplane seats, they have the exercises for your feet. This isn't for shits and grins, people. This is so that you can get up and get these exercises so you do not get what's called a deep vein thrombosis, which is a blood clot that forms in your ankle. And if it gets large enough, especially due to the high altitude pressure, um, it can break off, travel up your femoral vein, and go right into your lungs and become a pulmonary embolism, or known as a blood clot in your lungs, what I had. Um, now, this, this is not the first time this has happened to a gamer. This has happened to gamers in China, in Korea, in Europe. And I even saw a comment on one of these uh, videos or, or, or one of these articles earlier today that, that made me furious. That said that, oh, well, now the U.S. can, you know, uh, can add, uh, you know, add a gamer that, that's, that's died because of video games. It's like, no, 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 jackhole. You don't understand. This happens to people all the time. This one just got reported. And the thing is. If you watch the podcast, you'll you'll probably notice that about an hour in, my camera always shuts off. Yeah, it's because I'm doing what I call walkabout, yeah. or my or my anti clot walk. 
That's because what you need to do if you are a gamer is you need to be responsible. Take responsibility for your habits and get up every hour. Doctors will tell you too, no, 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 screw that, get up every hour. Because it doesn't matter how physically fit you are, this can happen to anybody. Now, obviously, you know, like uh, like Mr. Uh, Viganalt, if, if you are not in the best health, then you are you have higher risk factors for this happening. But you could be a non-smoker, weightlifter, run a five-minute mile. This can still happen to you. Mm. All it takes is sitting down for five minutes longer than you should have, get up to go get a drink of water, and you're done. So it, it's extremely important. As gamers, you need to understand that there are risks involved with you know with this, and uh, and doing these long marathons, that's that that is the epitome of irresponsibility. And I know that these streamers that you know they want to make money because viewers you know viewership is everything, <sighs> but you know you, you need to get up. You need to get up. There, you know, there's a ton of different things that you can do uh, to keep this from happening to you. And the number one thing is once every hour, get up, go get a glass of water or a beer or whatever you want to get and come back to your desk. That's all it takes. If you don't do that, then you run the risk of, of this happening. And it is a very real uh, situation that can happen because... It's, you know, it was very cliche. I never thought that something like this would happen to me. I laughed when I heard that there was some Korean idiot that died in an internet cafe after three days of playing StarCraft. But then it happened to me. Only I lived. And I wouldn't wish this on anybody. And it's, uh, it's just a, it, it's an absolute nightmare. Because of it, now anytime I feel any type of discomfort, especially in my torso and now my arm... Um, I, I start to panic a little bit. I, I have to take anxiety meds because of that. You know, they kind of help me rationalize that, okay, well, maybe I just pulled a muscle and this isn't really a blood clot. Before that, no. Like, if, if I had a hunger pang, like if I hadn't eaten anything in a little bit and my stomach gurgled, oh, God, I'm freaking dying. Get me to the ER. Like, that's, that's what happened. It's called PTSD. Not just a combat illness. And, uh, it's... It, it, it freaking sucks, you know. Um, being on blood thinners uh, took a lot of adjustment. I'm permanently on them right now for my doctor um, because you know he feels that I might have some sort of uh, you know genetic blood disorder that my uncle has, um, but they can't test for it unless I come off of the blood thinners. Uh, which he feels that okay, well you know to get on this blood thinner regimen. Um, I had to take these, you know, these, these injections uh, once a day for eight days before I could start taking the pill form. Um, and if you've ever stabbed yourself in the stomach with a with a sewing needle, it doesn't feel very good. No. Um, and these shots are about a thousand bucks a pop if you're uninsured. Um, so it it ain't worth it. So you know, my doctor just says, well, we're just we're just going to assume you have this condition. And keep you on this blood thinner because apparently blood thinners are not very expensive uh, 
you know, when it comes to insurance and, and prescription. So it is just not worth the risk of, of coming off of it, only having to go back on it and having my blood get all jacked up again. But, you know, when, when I read this this week, uh, I, you know, I, I feel for this guy. I mean, he, he was, he's a father of three and, and, and now he's, now he's gone. And, um, and, you know, a little bit of responsibility can go a, a very long way. Um, and you will never, ever, ever, I don't care who you are, be able to convince me that, you know, there's no reason to get up. Well, uh, first of all, Rob, um, that's one hell of a story. Um, you know, you've, you've never explained, uh, all of that, you know, to me and, uh, you know, twenty-five percent chance. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very happy that you uh, beat the odds again in your life and got through that. Um, folks, this is this is. Uh, Rob had asked me, you know, if he could talk about this. He says, you know, it's he knows it's not a um, an Elder Scrolls thing, and and I, I had read about it, and I said, no, but it's a gamer thing. Um. No one understands. It's like, it's kind of like being a cop. When you're a cop, no one understands really what it is that you go through except other cops. Um, when you're a gamer, no one really understands things like we do. And um, it's sort of, uh, this this sort of condition um, really targets gamers in, in a way like no one else because... We're the ones that, generally speaking, um, are going to be doing these these very long um, uh, moments of sedentary uh, action in our lives, where we're in front of a computer for you know, 20, 20 plus hours. Uh, and, and what are we doing? You know, okay, so 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 this guy um, he was a streamer, but he was doing this for Make a Wish Foundation. This isn't this this guy wasn't, you know, just trying to make a buck. Um he was trying to do this to raise money for kids. Yeah. And um if you're going to do that, I I would say and and Rob maybe you can you can, you know, back me up on this information. Mike too, you're a biologist. Um maybe, you know, once an hour just do 10 jumping jacks. Do it on the stream. You know, while you're trying to you know, do your part-time job or your full-time job um, trying to be a, a, a Twitch-partnered streamer. Um, you know, we all do crazy things. Get up, I, you know. I'll tell you, you know, the best thing you can do is, you know, the biggest risk factor, they say, is 48 hours a month of sedentary uh, lifestyle. So sitting on your butt for 40, 48 hours approximately a month is the worst thing you can do. You know, all of these elevated desks are out there. You know, if you're a streamer, you know, get one of those desks where you can move it up and down. And, you know, you write it off on your taxes if you're, you know, self-employed streamer. Yeah. And, you know, raise it up and do some of your streams standing. Uh, you know, buy, instead of buying these nice, you know, reclining, rocking chairs, buy a uh, uh, one of the inflatable workout balls that have the uh, the wheels so that you're constantly moving. A big part of it is that, your heart beats and blood flows out into arteries and it's under a lot of pressure. 
it gets to its final destination and it has to go single file through a capillary bed and it's no pressure there. And so then it dumps into veins and there's no pressure. And what happens is, is your muscle movement squeezes those veins and helps push the blood back. Well, if you're sitting there doing nothing, it's pooling in your feet, it's pooling in your ankles. And then as soon as you stand up, now you've got gravity working across your thighs, pulling all of that blood backwards. And you've got valves that stop it from going that way, but it's, pooled in there already and if it sits stagnant that's when a clot can form and so you know it's really important to you know get up stretch walk up and downstairs don't you know if you go and get a drink don't go down the hall 10 feet you know go to the you know make sure that your your setup is is far enough away that it takes you five minutes to walk around the house and and i'll tell you one thing now when i was sitting in the hospital because I was in the hospital for four days, and then I was put on bed rest for another 16. Um, you know one thing? Because, I mean, you, you, when you're sitting and and you're told by a doctor, uh, don't effing move. Like, you are not allowed to move. If you move, you will die. Um, because your body has to reabsorb all that. Yeah. Um, and if it gets lodged any further, then you, you could get in trouble. But... I'll tell you, sitting you know sitting in a hospital for four days and and being told not to move, you know what I was doing? Not moving. Not well, not moving. <laughs> but I, oh, it's but I was crazy. But I, I was listening to this very podcast. No. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was like, well, damn it! I can't get in the Skyrim right now at home, so I guess I'll get it on my phone. Oh. <laughs> Well, so, you know, you, you guys helped me get through that, um, which, you know, which I greatly appreciate. Um, but it, it is something. I mean, it, it's almost it, it's almost a personal mission of mine. Um, I mean, there there's certain streamers out there that would say that they were going to go for an emperor run. And I would send them private messages saying, for the love of God, get up every hour. Yeah. I know yes. you're going to sit there for 18 freaking hours to get your AP. Get the F up. Yeah, it's important. It, your life literally is on the line. All right, gamers. And we're all gamers, okay? This this acutely affects us, all right? And this is a great way to, to raise awareness of this sort of thing. This is a, a condition that affects everyone, but a gamer is acutely, it affects us. This is a great way to ra- raise awareness on your stream. Get up every hour and do do ten to twenty jumping jacks. Yep, that's, that's what it. we do on daggers. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Ten to twenty jumping jacks. Sit back down, and when everyone says, "What the hell is this lame ass doing?" You tell them right now. Well, I don't want to get a, uh, a you know uh, what would you say a pulmonary thrombosis? It's a uh, it's a deep vein thrombosis, uh, which is the the clot in the leg. If it makes it to your lungs, it's called a pulmonary embolism. Pulmonary embolism. And that's if you're lucky and it doesn't travel to yep. your brain, give you a stroke or to yep. your heart and cause a heart attack. Right. Yep. So, All right. well, yeah. bad news. Rob, thank you very much for, for sharing uh, for sharing that with us. And yeah, I can guarantee you right now um, there are a bunch of people listening to this who are saying, thank God for Rob, because I had no idea it was that bad. We got a chat room full of people saying exactly the same thing and yep. um thank god for you rob because 
there's many people out there that I don't think would have taken this seriously without uh, without hearing your story um, as detailed as it is. Yeah. So, and, and sadly, there you know there are those that that won't. <clears throat> and uh, you know, but like I said, yeah. five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, look Everyone... at you. You're like a thin. Well, you're not, you know, thin, thin. But you're, you're, you're like a muscular guy. You're not, you're not like sitting around like the guy from um, that South Park World of Warcraft episode. You know that guy. You know, yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Fit. You know, and so yeah. You know, so. It, it, it's blood clots. Don't care. Don't it's care. just same with your, you know, blood pressure. If you don't know what your blood pressure is, go and get it taken. Um, yep. You're not going to know until it's too late. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody just said, take it from Liz. Get up and change your clothes every hour. <laughs> 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 I've been trying not to do the fashion show while he's talking about something serious. But Aww. I had just given out a tweet that said, hey, I'm doing a fashion show. And then Rob, <laughs> Rob was going real serious. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So is that right. why our chat room is so big right now? Well, uh, <laughs> listen, listen, guys. Um, let's uh, let's before we get into any kind of any gameplay or any emails. Um, let's let's switch gears just a little bit here, and let's uh, let's start with Mike on this week in Tamrielic holidays. So, Hygrathum in Daggerfall, it is the summoning day for Azura, and that was the twenty first. Flower day, the twenty fifth. Flower Day is another of the frivolous celebrations of High Rock. Children pick the new flowers of spring, while the older Bretons cooped up all winter come out to welcome the season with dancing and singing. Mm. Festival of the Blades is coming up. Uh, actually, we're in the wrong month here, it looks like. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're in the wrong month. We're in the wrong month. That's first seed. Yeah, that's first hmm. seed. Oh, Mike, all right. What have you done? Sorry. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I could tell Talking Mike is now. typing away. Let's uh, instead of that, okay. Um, let's let's jump over. Uh, let's jump over to gameplay for a second, and uh, let's get let's get Mark on here. We've got um, adventures in master craft writs with with Mark. Oh, oh I've, I've been um, I've been trying. So I I've started. Uh-huh. I, I have started doing the uh, a lot more use of the dailies, um, the daily crafting uh, when I have a chance to get on. Because frankly. Lately, I have not had nearly enough time to to get into any sort of game. But um, so I've, I've gotten a few of the of the daily crafts or of the of the master crafts, and mostly for some re- for some reason, it's always been uh, clovier. And so uh, I get the first one, and I didn't realize you could look at them before opening it. I opened the first one. Me too. Yeah, and it's some, it was something like, um, it was like Akaviri style and had to be legendary. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. not happening. Cancel that. Got another no. one. <laughs> got got another one, and again, Clovier, uh, again has to be legendary. Uh, this time, and there, you know what? I think I have everything I need to go do it. Go down there and it's like, oh, no, yeah. I don't. 
So I can either spend enough gold to get five Drugwax, or I can just put this in the bank until I can get, uh, get off my ass and sell it. Okay, fine. Stop turning off my torches, you harpy! <laughs> so, so then I finally yeah. have a chance. I finally get a woodworking contract. I go, yes, I can fill this. I can fill this one. Fill it. Get it. Six vouchers. You know what? This is for the birds. Those other ones that you couldn't do were probably like 72 <laughs> yeah, vouchers yeah, a piece. Yeah. They were like 72, 74. I got, a, I, I got an enchanting one, legendary. Pass that one in. Six vouchers. I got you know like what's the worst case? Each voucher is worth about 3,500 gold pieces. Oh, my God. So you could have should have just gone out and bought the Akaviri-style piece that you needed and done it. I because... actually looked. I couldn't find it. Yeah, because uh, the amount that, you know, you lost by canceling it is, you know, yeah. go cry in a corner now. <laughs> no, no, it's just like one of those, you know what, eh. <laughs> you know, I, I got one of those for woodworking, and I haven't done, because I don't use shields, I didn't do any research on any of the shields. Well, they want me to make it part of a set that requires eight traits to be known to make. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know how long that's gonna take? Oh, I've got like five more things I need to research, and then like my most recent one is is up in like twenty two hours, and, and my next uh, style that I can make or what whatever what whatever trade I can research is gonna take a week, and then the next one is gonna take a month. And... <laughs> <laughs> Stop throwing mud balls at me, butthead. Ow, I'm out of mud balls. <laughs> oh, you're out of mud balls? I yeah. may have had somebody send me some. Oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. See, here's the thing. You should have actually done the, the quest earlier to get the, the, the achievement for unlimited mud balls. Yep. Oh, uh, I don't have unlimited mud balls. <laughs> unlimited mud balls. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, so, so, um, all right. So, basically, uh, what I what I'd like to tell everyone is, um, my my uh, my old flame Janessa has returned to <laughs> late late night Elder Scrolls, and um, I'm having a uh, Janessa the treasure hunter, uh, whom I I got up to. Uh, all I hear in the background is just mud squishing upstairs in my bedroom. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited crows. about I'm this. Send those out at you. What's that? I just had a bunch of crows, and I'm gonna oh. like wicked witch style throw them at you. Oh, okay, what a surprise! Liz is standing next to a cauldron. I could have called that. <laughs> <laughs> you have the cauldron in your house. Because you put it in there. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I did. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. I didn't know that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Janessa's back on on late late night Elder Scrolls, and uh, I, I recreated her in Skyrim Special Edition. Um, because I, I just love I just love the sneak thief uh, dual wielding uh, sort of sort of character uh, that she was, and she's a, she's not like an assassin or really like a thief thief. She's she doesn't do like pickpocketing or anything like that. Uh, she's a treasure hunter. That's what she is. She goes into uh, into dungeons 
and uh, searches searches for treasure and gets into all kinds of uh, trouble and gets herself out of it narrowly. And um, it's a lot of fun playing her. And I, I just recently got her up to like level 17, level 18, I think. And uh, so I'm having a good time playing her on on uh, Skyrim Special Edition and uh, late late night Elder Scrolls, which I record right here on the Twitch channel about you know four times a week. Yeah, and he sings during them. It's great. I do. Oh, and and uh, Liz jumps in and uh, publicly embarrasses me by taking clips. <laughs> that last one was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that that was the, uh, the. Did you get a sound clip of that? I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh God! So do you? Do you, can you actually find, can you get that clip? That's what up? I'm looking for. If you got yeah. the clip, I'll play it. Um, yeah, well, I'll give you a link. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, just let me let me let me know if you get it because I'll 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 you know. I'm going to my page. Okay. Yeah, I'll. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, Mike's down here doing the the dark ritual. Varwin's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to sell his house now. It's been defiled. It's definitely defiled. Between all the mud and the cauldron, and then just Liz smelling, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be what? bad. <laughs> so, um, okay. Three man, your mom uh, was something that was brought up earlier today, and this came from late late night Elder Scrolls. Let me explain <laughs> to you what happened. Uh, so, real quick, uh, the way this this went down was. Um, I'm doing late, late night Elder Scrolls. I'm in Elder Scrolls Online, right? And I, I jump on my, my main character as a tank, and I decide to start tanking a dungeon on the stream. We're having a good time. And I jump into, you know, this... Uh, I get into a group. I jump into the instance, and I'm, I'm there at the entrance for a few minutes uh, talking with the chat room. And and unbeknownst to me, the, the group had just run off and just starts destroying everything. And I'm paying attention to the chat room. Now... It had been... Liz, were you there at the time? Uh, maybe. Uh, all right. In my opinion, okay, and I don't know how long it took, I would say maybe about two minutes. Two to three minutes at the most of just inactivity from me as soon as we zoned in. These guys are already often doing their thing um, with without me, their their tank. So um, I realize that they're they're gone, so I just start running in. I try and catch up to them, and I start, I start tanking. And... Um, these guys, they're they're uh, they're they start um, they put up a uh, a notification to to kick me to kick a group member. So yeah. I'm thinking, and it doesn't tell you who they're trying to kick. So I'm I'm saying, uh, look, I, I didn't see anyone do anything wrong here, so I'm just going to say no, and I'm not sure what drama is going on because I was talking to the chat room. Um, so I asked, like, you know, once it fails, the kick fails, uh, I asked, I said, hey, what, what happened, by the way? Uh, is there something wrong? And this guy tells me, he goes, uh, you, you weren't doing anything. So then I realized, you're trying to kick me out of the group for two to three minutes of inactivity. Like, what the hell? So, so then I, I start typing back. I said, you know, are you, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it was, I was just a few seconds, and, and we, we kind of go back and forth a little bit. Anyway, this guy tells me, this snot, tells me, uh, you know, and, and you know, I'm all worked up and aggravated at this point. He tells me, he goes, you know, oh, well, we were just going to go three-man today. I tell him I'm going to, I'm leaving. I said, I don't want to deal with you elitist jerks. I'm leaving. And this guy says, that's all right. That's fine. We were three-manning it anyway. So I tell the stream, I go, yeah, all right. Why don't we go three-man your mother then? <laughs> <While you're out>. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I was really angry. I was furious. <laughs> I was really mad. And this is, you know, this savage. Is what, what drives me nuts. 
Yes. This is what drives me nuts about elitist pricks like this is, you know, you, you, you think like, you know, you're, you're great in a video game and you, you go out and these people are nothing to write home about. They were three manning, a you know, a, a single, you know, a, a, a first part instance, you know, fungal grotto one or, you know, dark shade caverns one or something like that. Normal. Yeah, it's something on normal. You're, you're three... over here. That's yeah. you. Well, yeah, it's fine. We're just three-manning it anyway. So, I, you know, I got pissed off, and I, I, you know, I told him, you know, while you're at it, I want you to go three-man your mother, and that was it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like going away for, t- uh, I might be on their side, dude. Well, you're an awful person. Then. Oh, but, <laughs> like it, it, it feels like a long time. <laughs> It feels like a very long time. So for I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't like how I was treated, so I got angry. That's that's sort of. How, oh well, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's sort of you know whether whether you agree or disagree with me being inactive for two to three minutes, you know I I can either agree or disagree. Other than that, they're they're buttheads. Yeah. Yeah. But you know you didn't have to. You didn't have to treat me the way they treated me. You didn't have to, no. you know, try and no. kick me from the goop, group from two to three minutes. All right, I mean, is that frustrating to have your tank inactive for two to three minutes as soon as you zone in? I suppose if you're an impatient person, yeah, I guess. If you're the kind of person that, you know, you get you gets honked at at, tra- at uh, in traffic and you flip the person off who honked at you, if you're that kind of person, I can understand what you're talking about, sure. But then to kick me from the group, you know, or, or to, to attempt to do so? I'm getting all aggravated right now, you know? Go off yourself. Oh, don't get asked. Uh, I just found your clip. Here we go. Did you? I should put it type. All right. So then. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so there was this other thing where. Um, <laughs> Liz, uh, you were there, right? I don't remember what happened. You don't remember I, what I, happened? It was uh, SOC Hobbit that was. I can't remember. Oh, we were deciding on what to call uh, Quest Gaming Network. Uh, listeners. Oh, questicles. The long. Yes. Right, I got you. <laughs> no. And, and I came in the room and you're like, "Hey, Liz, settle this for us." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's questicles because I came up with the damn thing." Right. So, <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, it's right." And SOC Hobbit had said something like, "Yes, I predicted this." I'm like the, I'm like the preacher in in uh, I don't know Skyrim or whatever. So Evarwin goes and he starts talking like that guy. <laughs> The uh, the guy in um, in in White Run. White Run, yeah, yeah. So so that it it, <laughs> it turned out to be now now mind you, all right. I'm I'm sober as a as a church mouse. You're, the you're love of me. your questicles. <laughs> Are you? My yeah, questicles. Have them march upon the world, said mighty Talos. And when asked, why? Here shouted doing the energy because my here. questicles. Oh, green of Arwen. I love up. you. <laughs> Wait, he's <laughs> I think the entire rift is out. <laughs> so there, there it is. Um, so submit it for submit it for your approval, guys. There's there's that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I love my questicles. I love you. <laughs> all right right, i've gone way too way too long on this folks and i'm sorry about that i took up too much time um let's let's jump over to quickly over to uh to mike who apparently did vet dsa 
So yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, so Ray, Evil Goat, Zephyr, and myself have been attempting the Vet DSA for the past few weeks. We've learned a ton about our characters and a lot about how uh, my tanking goes. Uh, I now have three different helm sets with two different gear sets. Uh, Lord, Lord Warden when I need to soak up some more damage. Tremor Scale when I want to dish out some more damage. And Swarm Mother because I'm not a uh, DK uh, tank. So that one actually uh, deals with the pain in the ass archers and mages. Pulls them on in so my DPS can destroy them. So that's really what I have been doing. Uh, day after day, night after night, uh, our little group there has been going in and uh, trying to finish Vet DSA. Yeah. And uh, it seems like it's going pretty well, huh? We At one point in time, we were getting to stage four with the, uh, the DK uh, night there, and that's where we would end our night. Now we are on stage eight, and we are almost complete with... Uh, um, the uh, the mage and the uh, Dwemer automatons. So we're making headway there. You know, we're getting much faster in the early stages. So okay. All right, uh, Rob. What about you? Playing uh, playing some ESO. I've been playing a little bit of ESO. Um, it's just like mainly just you know I'm still having the you know a little bit of the burnout, but uh, you know I'm still doing the daggers thing. Um, we've been having some fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the, the last daggers, uh, I think we, what was it, we do a couple dungeons or, or was it the housing one that we did last week? I think I, that we did a few dungeons last week and the housing was the week before. That's uh, right. That that's right. The ridiculous, you guys jumping off the cliff and then taking yes. away the props. You yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. That, <laughs> that was, awesome. that was freaking amazing just because like, I, I love trolling people. I mean, like I, I, no. I, I troll, I, I troll people in this game. Like one of my favorite things to do is to go to the Undaunted Enclave and put down the Jubilee cake in front of the big chest. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, I've also done it in front of the bankers. Wait, didn't um, you do that to the the exit uh, to the to the main door of QGN Manor? Didn't you do that? You put the yes, yes, yes did. I did, and you were like, la- I remember you doing that because you were laughing, and you're like, I can't believe that worked, and <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like Rob, Mike got it too. He poor Mike, he goes to leave the the little the um the uh the the castle that he was generous uh, generous enough to buy and share with the entire guild as QGN Manor. <laughs> He's going to leave this area. We're jumping off the, the wall here, falling into the water, going through the passage, coming up to the, the main gate and walking out and to do it all over again. Rob decides this is a really good idea to put the Jubilee cake. And poor Mike, right? I see what happens. I'm like, this Rob, Rob's a jerk. And I go walking out. I hear in team speak just behind me is Mike. He's trying to open up the door and he goes, what the hell is this? I got Jubilee cake? <laughs> and then Rob okay. laughs just I've done like it to that. Him myself, when we've been in Moth, and yeah. you go through the first door, and I placed the Jubilee cake as I went by the door. Oh, you're and a, then everybody you're else is stuck outside. <laughs> yep. Oh, Mike, that's way worse. Right, because yeah, the, the the Jubilee cake uh, of all the uh, the mementos that you can pull out um, has the largest activation radius. So it, it's like the ultimate in troll ability. Um, <laughs> so, 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 to, so to put it, to put it near a banker or put it near the uh, the the chest at the Undaunted Enclave. Man, you will get so many hate tells. It's glorious. <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing. 
I hear I hear <laughs> Rob off to the side. He's laughing. He goes, oh, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> so self-satisfied with himself. And yep. What else he would do is that we we all got into the uh, the QGN Manor or whatever you want to call it, and then we were like, "Hey, let's all go diving." So somebody set up a, a diving board <laughs> and everything, and people would stand on it, and sometimes they would jump off. But then you know we were getting a little tired, we stopped doing it. So Rob just decides to go into his inventory and take it away, and everybody like hovers for five seconds. Yeah, it falls. Oh, it was like Looney Tunes. Oh, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> God. All right, uh, Mike. Over to you. Uh, let's. Uh, what do we got in in this week in Tamriel? Okay, now we're in the right month. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Feast of the Dead, Sun's Dawn the Thirteenth, celebrated in Skyrim, City of Windhelm. During the feast, the names of the five hundred companions of Ysgrimor are recited. Heart's Day, Sun's Dawn the Sixteenth. Sun's Dawn the Sixteenth, a holiday celebrated all over Tamriel as Heart's Day. It seems that in every house the legend of the lovers is being sung for the younger generation. In honor of these lovers, Palidor and Eloise, the inns of the city offer a free room for visitors. Ooh. Oh, my. Ooh. If such Ooh kindness my. has been given to the lovers, it is said it would always be springtime in the world. In Daggerfall, this is also the summoning day for Sanguine. The Feast of the Blades, first seed the 26th. Wait a minute, why did he do that again? Don't. Don't. I don't know why. Okay, that's not supposed to be there. Stop that. <laughs> stop, stop doing that. It, it wants to be the. It wants to be my, the next month. It wants yeah. to be. It's close. Ah, it's geez. excited for all the uh, battlegrounds information we're going to get next month. I know. Well, uh, put your paws together for the two moons horoscope, the most interesting moment out of your life, with my host and friend, Jazeldar, if you please. This one has been in contact with shadowy figures, asking this one to put his downs to use to procure special items. Soon, you will be able to visit Jezeldar in the Serenity Falls Manor, yes? Yes. There, we shall read sugar crystals, look through crystal balls, oh. looking at the Daedric cards and gazing at the stars. Today, seven Telvani wands is the card that this one drew. Make sure to communicate your needs clearly. You shall face competition Unlike what you are used to. Today, you should take the high ground when you fight. But when you engage in a duel, morality may not matter if you are dead. Oh, very wise indeed, Jezodar. I got nothing after that. Okay. <laughs> That's, <all I> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> very good. Thank you. Um, okay, so... so um, when it comes to emails, you guys have been uh, really, really awesome in uh, in writing in but before we jump into that um let's stop kicking me i <laughs> no, i, I want to uh i just want to throw out there the new uh the new gameplay challenge for this week is actually in elder scrolls online and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i challenge you to go into cyrodiil in the next uh in the next two weeks i challenge you to go into cyrodiil and no i don't want you to pvp what i want you to what? do no, I don't want you to PvP in Cyrodiil. I want you to go into Cyrodiil, and I want you to explore. I want you to explore, whether that means hunting for Sky Shards, hunting for um, spell books from the uh, the Mages Guild, uh, destroying uh, Dark Anchors, uh, doing quests in towns for, for the townspeople. 
looking for um, delves and, and exploring the delves, that is what I want you to do. That is your challenge. You can do it at any time. You can you can stick to you can stick to any campaign. Uh, you can do uh, do this in an area that is friendly to your faction, or you can do this in enemy territory. What I want you to get out of this is some sort of story, some sort of adventure that you never would have expected happening in uh, Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil is far more than just a PvP sandbox. Um, it's there's a whole there's a whole world out there, and no one appreciates it. If you just take a few minutes to run into Cyrodiil by yourself or or with a group. And just appreciate uh, what's around you. You're going to find um, an area of the game that you've you 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 realize you haven't really explored or appreciated. Um, I would say the Imperial City is probably aside from this. I wouldn't go into the Imperial City because it's a, it's a high dose concentration of PvP that happens in there. So I wouldn't try it there, but I would say go and explore in Cyrodiil, and I think you're going to find. Um, an adventure waiting for you. When you do, email us that story at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. And if you have Twitter, tweet us some screenshots and we'll retweet them and maybe even feature them on the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. That is your challenge. That is your challenge, folks. I have a personal challenge. Yeah, what's that? How about this? If anybody plays Legends, try to beat me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, Liz, let's talk a little bit about that, because uh, before we go into uh, a few of these emails, and, and we've got some time left, um, I, I see on the notes here, you're telling me you're you're better at Legends than I am. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, explain. Uh, I have a new deck, but see, if I talk about it, then okay. I can't... I, then you can't cheat know. on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I won't... I won't say he'll necessarily cheat, but he'll be prepared for it. <laughs> I will say that if you can save up for the Chaos Arena cards, yeah, like just you know win win a bunch of battles and save up for those, mm-hmm. get them. <laughs> what what makes you think I'm good at all at at uh, at Legends? Well, you did beat me at the beginning, and I'll admit it. I'll ad- okay, I'll admit it. I lost to you. Okay. <laughs> She let you win is what she's really saying. <laughs> sounds like no, it took no, a lot. No, I didn't. I didn't. It I sounds didn't like you quartered your it quartered your soul, and you had to <laughs> offer that up to some something you pray to <laughs> in order to Look, get that out. <laughs> I was a bit upset that I lost. Hey, you think? <laughs> okay. I don't like losing. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, but and I thought I had you. I mean, and, and then you came back and. <laughs> But, oh, yeah. I've got I've got a nice deck. All right. You should see my deck. <laughs> Liz, have. how's your deck? <laughs> it's a good big deck. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like those Morrowind mushrooms, I imagine it's extremely tall and powerful. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I, and what's really sad is that I could make a lot of jokes because it's a face card deck, like it's a charging deck, and so uh, yeah, it, it goes really fast. And yeah, okay, <clears throat> a, lot, a lot of mana ramp. A lot of speed to it. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we've got a we've got a bunch of emails in here, and uh, we're not going to be able to get to all of them, unfortunately. Um, however, I, I would like to uh, read off a few. Uh, this one from Chris <laughs> H says, "I just listened to your short talk about changing the format of e- for ESOTR. I like the idea and agree that it'll probably make the show flow better overall. I think a huge reason for the chemistry. I think a huge reason for that is the chemistry between the hosts on the show. It's very good." Anyway, looking forward to hearing the next episode to see how the format change works out. Best of luck to you all, Chris H. Um, what do you think, guys? I, I mean, I mean, we're 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 uh, just about done with our first episode on on this format. I mean, you think we're doing all right here? I, yeah, I, think, I think, so. think it. Yeah, I think I think it's going really well. Um, you know, it, it it feels more like you know, you know, like sit, sitting around talking about stuff. Um, and you know. Whereas the the radio show format, you know, I, I think works. Um, this this feels a little bit more free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um. And, and you know, I know I'm I'm sure we haven't you know done everything you know really really well uh, on this either. I definitely felt some you know awkward uh, transitions, but you know, I think I think we're doing all right so far. Any anyone disagree, uh, guys? Anything? No, I think no. we're doing okay. Yeah. There's a couple times where yeah, it definitely seemed like okay, let's change, but you know, yeah, hey, okay. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna move on to this next email here from uh, from Alex. Uh, anyone want to grab this? Um, I'll take it, but only if I can uh, read it in my Argonian persona. Please, uh, yes, <clears throat> please. This is give zero craps. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, ESOTR crew. I was curious as to whether you guys had a console guild or not. My wife and I play on PS4 and would like to join if you do. I would also like to know if you give your tunes backstories, like what they did before the plane meld. If so, I would be interested in hearing them. Wow. I hope you guys continue with this awesome podcast. It has made some long work days and long service runs a lot more enjoyable. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> well, uh, gives zero craps. I really appreciate your narration here for Alex. <laughs> and hopefully Alex appreciates it too. <laughs> okay. If I offended you, Alex, I, I sincerely apologize. I was just having a little bit of fun with that. Um. um but to answer your question, um, I have given a couple of my characters um, some some backstories, but I really don't talk about them. They're just more or less in my my own head. Mm. Uh, we do have a uh, an Elder Scrolls Off the Record guild on the PlayStation Four, the North American PS4 server. Um, if you want, you can you can message me. Uh, in game at Avarwin E V A R W Y N, and I can uh, I can get you in. Uh, and we are we are reexamining the uh, the Xbox One Guild. I got to uh, reach out to Jonesy and uh, see what's what's going on because I know he's been inactive for for almost a year now. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that. All right, folks. Uh, well, listen, real quick, we gotta we're gonna close the show out. Uh, but I want to uh, just say thank you to everyone who uh, who has watched our show either through YouTube or on Twitch. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, please like and uh, subscribe to our channel. Um, and uh, for our Twitch followers, thank you very much for hanging out and chatting in the chat room. And maybe for those of you who were not chatting, um, 
We do appreciate you at least uh, viewing the stream and checking it out. We we know you're there and want to say thank you to you as well. Uh, let's end off with final thoughts, starting with Liz. I love the Duchess personality. <laughs> I love it so hard. I don't want to do anything else. <clears throat> Liz, uh, if you love it on your character, you've got to see it on Chaotic Serenity's uh, male high elf character. I have. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, it's I the have. funniest but, thing wait, ever. Wait, okay, this yeah. one, what's, this one, tilt. <laughs> this one right here. They made this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what about you? Final thoughts. I erect the spine of indifference. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Well. First of all, th- Rob, thank you for sharing that story, that, you know, really, really good, important story. Um, yeah, no, otherwise, uh, <laughs> this was fun. And you, you got a nice house here, uh, here of Arwen. It's a shame if someone ran around turning off all the lights. My- oh, Mike, 30 seconds, go. Uh, if you're going to PAX East, I'll see you in PAX East in two weeks. All right, folks, take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the foos be with you. Who's all there?